This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All right, so we're going to have a discussion here about Wolverines and um, how they're doing, what we could be doing better with our Wolverine population. And we'll, get, we'll just get a little education about these amazing animals. To do that with us. We have Aaron Jacob joining us, who is an adjunct professor, Department of Ecosystem Science and Management at the University of Northern British Columbia. Aaron, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Thank you very much. I mean, how common are wolverines? Sarah and I haven't seen them. Now, I mean, she lives in Two Hills, which I jokingly said is the woods. It's not. It's a small town. I'm from the big city. So, I mean, is it common to see a wolverine if you are spending time in the outdoors? You know, it is not common to see a wolverine. And many wolverine biologists have never seen one in real life. This is, and even though they used to live all across Canada, you know, most people have never seen one. I bet you might have come across wolverine tracks if you spend time up in the mountains and, you know, in the winter. They're super distinctive in the snow, so there's a chance you might have seen wolverine tracks and not realized it. Okay. But it's not surprising that uh, that neither of you have seen one in real life. How many are there? I mean, do we know um, how many wolverines are out there? Oh, that is such a hard question to answer. You know, wolverines are really tricky to study. They are a really elusive species. They don't like spending time around people. They need enormous areas, like way bigger than a grizzly bear or, you know, or, or something else that's much bigger than them. They need huge territories. So they're really hard to study, and that means that it's hard to get an estimate of how many there are. In Canada, we think there's probably more than 10,000, but, okay. you know, pinning that down is really tricky, especially regionally. We just, they're really hard to study. So are we in a position when it comes to wolverines where, you know what, we don't know a lot about them, we don't know how they're doing, we don't know what we're doing wrong, we don't know what we're doing right? There's just a lot of too much don't know rather than <laughs> this is what we need to do. I mean, do we need to know more about them to help them? Mm. Well, people have said we don't know enough about them for a long time, particularly governments, and they've used that often as an excuse for inaction on conservation or management. And for a long time, that was true. We, we didn't know a lot about wolverines. But scientific research has come so far in the last you know, 20, 20 years or more that actually we know a lot about this hard-to-study species now. Um, and that's through a variety of things, you know, from genetic research, remote cameras, um, radio and GPS collars. We know a lot about where they live, what they need, um, and how they're threatened. And so it's not appropriate anymore for governments to be saying, oh, they're data deficient, which is actually the official status here in Alberta under the Provincial Wildlife Act. Wait, that's so the official we, status? Is data deficient? Status. Yeah, it's called data deficient. And, you know, in um, we did this research recently that, that looked at wolverines uh, around the world and compiled all the research that's, that was available. And it's more than 150 studies in the last 20 years. And most of those are from Canada. And they're from, largely from Western Canada. So we know a ton about them in the province. And they live everywhere from, you know, the boreal forests, the mountains. Uh, and then, of course, they live in other parts of Canada too, you know, up north all the way out to the BC coast. Um, so we know a lot about them in Alberta and what they need and how they're threatened. So we have to be using that to make much better decisions about them because this species is not doing well. That's what I wanted to know. So we do know enough to know about how they're doing. How 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 do we you know view the wolverine population? Is it dire? Is it getting worse? I mean, bring us an update on that. Yeah, it, so it's getting worse. 
everywhere that people have studied um, wolverines, you know, this is from China, Scandinavia, all across North America, research shows that they're declining in some parts of their range. And so in Alberta, we have to really be paying attention to places like the edges of the, the mountains, so things like the eastern slopes, um, as well as how they're doing into the mountains. And then in the boreal forest, it's a little bit different. But because those areas, like the eastern slopes, um, the landscape is kind of carved up by different types of human uses and activities, you know, development on the landscape and the things that, that we do. We haven't been doing that in a way that takes the larger system into account. Like as people, we tend to think about what's right in front of us. We don't think about how, um, the, how it affects animals or, um, or other things across very large landscapes. So we have to be really concerned about how do things like you know, a ton of roads to support oil and gas, seismic lines, human activity like recreation. I love outdoor recreation, but all of those things have an impact. Yeah. So we need to make sure that we're doing them, you know, in really careful, sustainable ways so that we're not having animals like wolverines that are super sensitive to this. They have a fierce reputation, but they're actually really, really sensitive creatures. Okay, so if we to take a look at it, like you say, we do so many different things that have an impact on animals all the time. When we talk about wolverines, what are we doing wrong like what are we doing as as humans is it is it still trap is that something do we still trap them for fur is that a problem we do in some places and in some places it, that is a problem in some places it's not you know this is a creature that is really slow to reproduce so they have to wait till they're a few years old and then females will have um, babies that are called kits they have on average two and they only have them every two to three years so that's totally different than an animal like a wolf that has you know a pretty big litter of puppies and they can have them every year um, so wolverines are really slow to reproduce and they because they need those massive areas to live in they don't share territory with each other very well they do not like living yep. with uh with other um members of the same sex so like a male wolverine defends his you know maybe a thousand square kilometer territory against other male wow. wolverines yeah it's huge like they're amazing athletes they go over mountains you know you, you see them on glaciers like it's they're incredible creatures um and people might not sometimes i think people say oh I saw a wolverine, and it, and it might have been more a marmot, or maybe they saw a wolf. They're, people have to think of something that's kind of like a cross between a German shepherd and a corgi, or like a bear cub crossed with a weasel. Um, there's loads of pictures of them online. I think they're really cute. Uh, but we need to be really cautious about how, we, how um, our development and our activities can affect them. Yeah, I mean... I guess recognizing them and, and seeing them would probably help us have a better connection. I just got a text from a guy named Lyle saying, is this a weasel? Is this a wolverine? I saw it near Jasper. It, it's, it's reddish brown. That's not a wolverine then, right? Good. Well, they come, they have um, quite a few different colors. So oh, okay. they, they're sort of like, um, yeah, kind of the coloration of a German shepherd. You know, they're sort of lighter on the, on the back and they're brown. Um, they have this, uh, often have white kind of spots or flecks on their chest. And those are actually individual to the individual wolverine, kind okay. of the way that like a tiger stripes are different. So Lyle, you should upload your photo and the location to this website called Wolverine Watch. And that's, um, my day job is with Yellowstone to Yukon Conservation Initiative. And we work with them with Wolverine Watch. And that's to help people, you know, everybody who's out in the bush and, and sees wildlife, sees a wolverine or sees wolverine tracks can let us know the location of it. And that helps to improve information about where the species might be. Okay. So what do we need to be doing? And are we doing it? Is, is anybody doing a better job of preserving the kind of um, habitat that wolverines need to thrive? 
we're doing some things that are, you know, that are right and that are good. And the, the, you asked about trapping before. The BC government recently made a decision in a small part of southern British Columbia um, to, to stop trapping in that area because it was unsustainable. In other places, it might not be unsustainable. But okay. in that area, wolverines are doing so poorly that, you know, they really need, they need all the help they can get. Some of the things we're doing right um, are, in, are protecting areas that are really important for wolverine and other species. So as Canada is looking at how we expand our protected areas, which we absolutely have to do, it's good for people, it's good for nature, we need to think about how we do it responsibly. But it's really helpful for animals like wolverine, and we're going to be looking at that in you know, all across Canada. Um, we also need to think about things like climate refugia. So these are the places that are not going to change as much from climate change. It's not just like this blanket thing that happens the same everywhere. way everywhere. So we have to protect those places that are going to be snowy, you know, long into the, into the springtime because wolverines need that in the West to dig uh, dens and have their kits. So we have to protect those kind of places. All right. If we're out and about, you say there's a way you can sort of identify wolverine tracks. What are we looking for? Yeah. So um, look, I think the first thing people should do is start paying attention to the tracks that they see. And that might be your dog you know, in the snow or in okay, the mud. Yeah. Just notice those tracks and then go online and have a look for wolverine tracks. And one of the things you'll notice, first of all, is wolverines have five toes, whereas dogs have four toes. So wolverines are part of the weasel family and weasels have five toes. They're really big tracks too. Like these are kind of like, you know, snowshoe-sized paws for this animal. And they often, not always, but often move in this really weird kind of gait, which is like two-by-two two lope or a three-by-three three lope. So you'll see three... Um, three paw prints together kind of in a line, and then a bit of a jump, and three paw prints in another line. That's the most characteristic thing to look for. Last one. Uh, from everything I've heard about wolverines, if I saw one, I think I'd be very, very scared. Are they mean? Are they aggressive? Or what happens if you see a wolverine out in the bush? <laughs> Nine times out of ten, it's going to turn around and run away, right. like any animal. What about right? that one and time it don't. doesn't turn and run away? <laughs> <laughs> well... With that, you know, those are very, very rare situations. In that kind of situation, you certainly want to, um, that's why we should do things like carrying bear spray, you know, making ourselves bear aware and, and paying attention to your surroundings, right? But it's really, really unlikely that that, that would ever happen. Um, that would be super unusual. Hey, I just got a picture. Sorry, one more question from a guy in Airdrie, which is uh, just north of Calgary. Uh, it's It's a wolverine, clearly I recognize it, but it's right next to a vehicle and it looks like it's in a residential neighborhood. Did they turn up in cities and suburbs? They might, you know, they do live, they do live kind of out into the, into the foothills, right? And into those areas. It would be unusual if, if it was, um, was there, it's probably a young male, you know, like teenagers anywhere, right? They're out kind of looking around, they get into trouble. He probably didn't last very long. I'm really sorry for him uh, that he, he was out there. Um, but it, it's possible, yeah, that person should totally upload the, the photo and the location to Wolverine Watch um, so that they can record it. Wolverine Watch, yeah, I don't know when this yeah. happened, but yeah, it's a really strange picture. Hey, Aaron, this is a lot of fun and great insight. Thank you so much for doing this. 